0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers podcast. I am your host, Travis Hauser, PGA professional here in Carlsbad, California. Uh, exciting week coming up. We got the start of our summer camps. We started our summer classes last week, and we had a PJ Junior League match yesterday. My team unfortunately lost by one point, but I'll tell you what, so cool to see the sportsmanship, teamwork, the camaraderie, uh, and, then, and then just getting the feedback from the players after the match. I mean, we, we had... Two players on my team who told me they played the best golf they've ever played in their lives yesterday. And we lost. And you know what? They left just thrilled and just so happy and confident and excited for the game. It was so cool to see. And, you know, at the end of it, we had a little birthday party for one of our players, some cupcakes. And everybody left as happy campers. And it was just so cool to see all the players um, out there having so much fun. It's a really good program. Highly recommend it if you aren't already involved in the PJ Junior League. League in your local area. Now, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about creativity. And, you know, I think we are all guilty of trying to keep up with our society and environment we live in, you know, our golf scores, the distances we hit the balls, the results and outcomes. And you had a very interesting situation happen, uh, it must have been about a week ago or so, And so just bear with me. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of jump off track of golf, but then I'm going to tie it all together here in just a second. So I was watching my two sons play with Legos and, you know, we have both the regular like Legos and then we also have the Duplos and, you know, we all just love Legos. I mean, myself, I love playing with Legos still Uh, with my boys. It's great. I've got some of the Legos that I had when I was a child. Really, really cool. And we're also fortunate enough to have Lego land right here in Carlsbad. And that really sparks that interest in, you know, either us getting them some new Legos or just playing with the ones that we already have. So one thing that recently stood out to me though, was that my oldest son especially was extremely creative with the Duplo sets and the Duplo sets are like the bigger Legos. I'm sure most of you listening know who, what these are, but they're bigger block pieces and you know, he was able to make so many different variations of cars and planes and boats and buildings and storylines. And, you know, he he literally was playing for hours, just recreating the same blocks into just different things. And it really just started to make me think. And, you know, I started thinking, it's like, well, why would we be buying you know, then these sets of Legos that say it's for seven year olds or seven plus, you know, when our oldest is only four. And really, it just comes out to being mom or dad's building the actual new set. And then the boys will play with it until it drops and breaks. And, you know, then it's like, okay, so now what, what do we do? The pieces are small. And, you know, it's not much we can do currently at their age. So it really made me think, though, for their age, that Duplos are perfect for them, and there really shouldn't be any race to get them the more complex sets yet. So this realization made me think, you know, by skipping developmental steps in the process of childhood, we could really be hindering other areas such as creativity even though we think that we need to help them move to the next step and succeed and learn this process and, you know, kind of push them along to get to the next level. And again, I I think all of us are guilty, like whether you're a child, a coach, or a parent, I think all of us are, are guilty of it ourselves, and even for our own lives. And, you know, this is the society we live in that, you know, it's fast paced, but I think we have to be careful. So, you know, to bring this full circle, For golf, I was thinking, okay, so let's just take a beginner golfer. Do they need the best clubs? No. Do they need longer clubs that they can hopefully grow into? Or if you're an intermediate level player, do they need a longer driver that goes up to the chin that'll give them an extra 10 yards on the field in a tournament? No, they don't need that either. In fact, that's probably um, the wrong thing to be doing for the development, in fact. And... Do they need private lessons like a beginner golfer? Do they need private lessons out the gate to, you know, start with the right fundamentals? Most likely not. You know, should they be playing from regulation tee boxes right away so they understand the rules of golf and at the start behind the tee markers that are really far away from the green? Definitely not. And should they be playing in competition right away? No, they not. However, listening to this, I mean geez, I was guilty of this as a golf coach. Like of all those things I just listed 10 years ago, I was guilty of all of those things. So you listening to this episode now, think about it and just think is, you know, are we doing that? Is is that what we're trying to do? Like, and if it is, you know, what are we after? You know, what, what is it that we're trying to do? What are we, you know, what are we, what's the goal here? So, you know, we try to push them, along that path, I think way too fast. And, you know, going back to my example, we get them the Lego set that is too complex for them. And it doesn't allow them enough time to create, play, explore, and learn. And now let's hear a message from our show sponsor. Hey guys. This last spring I teamed up with operation 36 here at our facility in Carlsbad, California, and it has completely changed my way of coaching and service to my customers. Operation 36 is a developmental golf program designed to take beginners from playing their first round to being able to shoot par or better for nine holes. So here's how it works. Participants attend weekly one hour classes and work through a six level curriculum. They then play in nine hole events once or twice a month with a common goal to shoot 36 or better from different distances. And using the Operation Thirty Six app, coaches can plan programs, communicate with families, and track students' progress. It's really, really cool. If you're a parent listening, search for a program near you on their website at operation36.golf/juniors. And coaches, if you'd like to start a program at your facility, go to the same website, operation36.golf/coaches. So it's kind of interesting. I did a little bit of research, and so I just, you know, I just went on to Google and I typed in. Okay, so what's the, what's better? Is it better to have Legos or Duplos? And that's all I typed into Google, right? And then the first thing that popped up, it said, in fact, classic Lego blocks, like just like the classic ones, the small ones, are too difficult for younger toddlers to play with as their little fingers are better able to handle larger blocks such as Lego Duplo as they develop greater control, they will be able to move into smaller size pieces. Now that's just for, that's just for, you know, motor control and coordination. But then imagine if they can't control those things, then they can't create. And if they can't create, they get bored. And if they get bored, they stop doing it. Well, imagine if you do that with golf, same exact thing. And I've seen it and I've seen it and I've seen it. and I've seen it. So then I was thinking, okay, now, you know, why is creativity so important for these children? And I found an interesting quote from Albert Einstein, and he said, creativity is intelligence having fun. That is cool. I love that. So I started looking into, okay, so, you know, what things about creativity are so important? You know, why is it important to have creativity? I mean, I think we know that being creative is important, but then let's tie it back to golf. So I just typed in, okay, how to cultivate creativity in your kids. So one of the first things that comes up is encourage messing around. Yes, that is correct, messing around. And at our golf course, we have wonderful families involved in our academy. We're so, so, so lucky that we have the families that we have. If you are listening out there, I appreciate everything that you do and participate in at our golf Academy and the support that you have is amazing. I know that you as listeners are the same, and I know that you as golf coaches have those types of families as well. What we have at our golf Academy, and you've seen it as well, is you'll have a group of children after a match or after a practice, they'll hang around and then they'll just start to play their own game. They'll just grab a wedge and a ball. And they'll start to run around, put balls in different places, plug ball in the bunker, over the bunkers, one foot in the bunker, one foot out. I even saw some of our kids, they put a ball on top of a a small little wooden fence and they had to chip it off the wooden fence. And they were holding the club down on the shaft down by the hosel. And they just just mess around and they do this day in and day out. And then you go and you see their skills on the golf course. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of times we take too much credit as golf coaches or coaches just generally for certain technical things. And I see the the short game that these kids have. And I'm thinking, you know, you almost can't teach that. That has been learned straight through creativity and then messing around. So I thought that was quite interesting to see at the top of this list for just general creativity. And another one that I noticed was that, you know, play is again at the very, very top, right? And emphasizing the process, not necessarily the, the outcome or the product. And again, for golf, I mean, geez, I mean, the process, it's just a lifelong process, right? There is no end goal in this game. And it's just so important for them to understand that, but have them constantly kind of like working towards something and just the right amount of challenge so that they feel like it's achievable and not impossible, but that they continue to try to create and work towards that goal. I think it's huge. And and then another one would be extended, extended time for certain activities. Well, the way I kind of interpret this one is, is like, um, you know, okay, there's two ways really. One would be time just generally like You know, you don't see a golfer at the snap of the fingers all of a sudden just pick up a club and, you know, they understand all the nuances of the game. So time is extremely important. But at the same time, if you've got different activities going on in a golf class, if you're a coach or if you're out there with, as, with your, with your uh, children on the drive range of the golf course, you know, maybe just have one activity, but then let them kind of like create their own variations around that activity and just, you know, let them spend more time doing that thing. And you'd be surprised what they do. And again, when I watch the kids after class going back to learn them mess around, it's like 90% of the time they have a putter and a ball in their hand or they have a wedge and a ball in their hand and they're just running around doing their own thing. So then the last one would just be, you know, to ask a lot of questions and I think, you know, just asking them about what it is that they're doing or creating, or, you know, even asking like, Hey, uh, how did you hit that shot where you had your left foot in the bunker and the right one out? Or how'd you hit that shot where, you know, you had the ball when you covered it in sand and then you hit it out of the bunker. Like, what are you doing? And I think it's really good for them just to like, almost like feel like they're teaching you and. Uh, I'm sure you've heard this before, but like one of the best place, ways to learn is to teach something. And so for them to be able to come back and, and answer those questions and provide you with information, they feel like one, geez like, yeah, Hey mom, dad, I know what I'm doing. Let me show you how to do it. And so it's great for the confidence. And number two, by having it come out of their mouths, it kind of instills in the whole process of everything that they are doing. So it's really, really cool. So, you know again I think you know whether or not your player ends up playing high school or college golf I think these skills and creativity will carry over into life and I think it'll only help lead them to success in their life and I think it's so important and in golf is a sport that requires high levels of creativity extremely high levels of creativity and that's why I believe a lot in play and a lot of skills-based training uh, up into a, up until a certain point in a golfer's career. And, I mean, honestly, you need to have skills-based training throughout their entire career. But I think the majority of it early on is extremely important. And again, just letting them get out there and create. So I appreciate you tuning in this week, listening to my analogies of Legos and how that kind of swings back into the game of golf. And again... It's very easy for us to want to skip steps, but let's just be very careful and very subtle about the steps that we do take with our children in the game of golf and in life. So I look forward to having you here back on the podcast next week.